The Supreme Court says Coach Joe Kennedy can say a quiet prayer on the 50 after a football game. We are just days away. Will the school finally let him pray again? Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. We're coming to you live from our headquarters in Texas this week, but next week on Friday, we'll have a very special episode coming to you live from Bremerton, Washington. We'll talk with Joe Kennedy as he's preparing for next Friday night's game uh, with the Bremerton Knights. And after the game, all expectations are, we're looking forward to it, that he will walk to the middle of the field and take the knee that took him on a ride all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court twice. And we're going to talk about some of that today. Our attorney, Hiram Sasser, has been alongside Coach Joe since he got fired. Joe, not Hiram. Hiram's still here. He's good. Uh, and he will be with me at the game next Friday. Hi, Hiram. Hey, thanks for having me. Catch us up on this. Where are we now on all of this? Well, the case is over. Uh, we have a, uh, a great order in place that uh, allows him to be able to take a knee and pray uh, after the game when he's on the 50-yard line. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, he'll be able to do that, and, and uh, everybody will be able to, to, to feel good about it and, and uh, go home and, and just keep doing that every game. There is a lot of media attention on this case, and we expect a lot of people to show up next Friday night uh, along with us. We're wanting everything to go as smoothly as possible to the, to the point that we even offered to pay for extra security for the school. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, I was concerned that, you know, there may be a lot of people who arrive at this game uh, maybe people who get a little excited about the fact that coach is able to take take a knee and, and pray for the first time in uh, eight seasons, but uh, um, but we don't want that. We we want the, the everybody to respect the rules of the of the school district. They don't want anybody on the field uh, after the games, and so uh, we thought, well, we'll offer ten thousand dollars, which is what we did. We offered ten thousand dollars in writing to the school district uh, to, to help them with their security so that they could have a little extra money uh, to pay for uh, extra security to make sure that, that uh, they're able to keep people off the field that should not be on the field. Right. And uh, they turned us down. They said, no, we've got it. Uh, we don't need your money. We've got the appropriate level of security. And so hopefully that's true. And because, uh, you know, coach just wants to be able to pray by himself and and, uh, you know, he can't do that if everybody runs out on the field. So that's what we're uh, this is what we're trying to accomplish. And hopefully the school district, uh, they've got it covered and they're and they have the appropriate level of security. But if they don't, then. Well, I mean, we, we tried. Yeah, I, I've been to the field and, and there are, I've got a photograph of signs that are on the fencing around uh, the actual playing field and they say no unauthorized persons, I'm paraphrasing, no unauthorized persons on the field. And uh, Joe likes to say that he's the reason those signs are there because they don't want him to go out on the field. We don't want extra people out there either. We want this to be as smooth as possible for things to go as well as possible just so he can have an opportunity to do what he committed to do so many years ago. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, the, uh, what's, what's funny about that is that back in, on October 16th in 2015, uh, when, uh, uh, you know, he was, we'd sent our demand letter and he was going to pray by himself. Yeah. Uh, for just 15 seconds silently and, and then be done just to show the school district this is exactly what I'm trying to do. And that's all he and, ever committed to from the beginning. Other things yeah. happened in between, but that was his commitment. Yeah, that was, was the original that. Uh, thing that he had wanted to do back in like 2007. Right. And um, 
uh, for various reasons, uh, lots of media and other people stormed the field and, and the other team, the team, the visiting team came out on the field. And uh, so hopefully we don't have a repeat of that and we'll just have him be able to pray and and uh, and then and then that'll kind of bring kind of a sense of closure to to this uh, almost decade long saga. Uh, the Supreme Court decision changed a lot more than than just what's legal for Coach Kennedy to do. It's about more than just this prayer on uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, next Friday night. It, it changed the whole legal landscape. Our victory for Joe Kennedy changed the entire legal landscape for the public expression of faith, especially for public employees. Uh, just in the last few days, we had an opportunity. We, we heard about a school that sent out a, a letter uh, giving directions on student-led prayer, and, and they were wrong. Tell us what they did and how we got that turned around. Yeah, it was in Pennsylvania, uh, the uh, West Shore School District. They, uh, they had a couple of athletic directors that sent out a, uh, a memo that, that said that student-initiated student prayers are illegal. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they you are know, not. I'm not an attorney, but even I know that. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that 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 uh, has never been the law, and uh, there's been lots of Supreme Court cases that uh, uh, that you know go back you know decades and decades that that say what they <laughs> said was wrong. Yeah. Uh, so you don't even have to have the Coach Kennedy case to know that they were that they were wrong before Coach Kennedy, but now, especially after the Coach Kennedy case, it it uh, it's 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 ridiculous, but. Uh, I don't think they meant any harm. I, in other words, I don't think they, I just think they think that's what the law is. They thought that's what the law was. So they thought they were doing the right thing under the law because there has been this chilling effect because there's so many groups out there on the other side of these issues that are trying to silence expressions of faith that they've convinced a lot of people that that's what the law says and they're not right about it. They're completely wrong. No, that's exactly right. And so we, we sent them a demand letter and of course, their lawyer said, "You know, whenever my wait a minute, we'll <laughs> we'll get all this corrected." Yeah. And uh, you know, there's there's a lot we we can win the case, we can win the right at the courthouse, but there's a huge knowledge gap in America between what people understand the law is and what the law is, and the law allows so much freedom, especially freedom for people to be able to pray public employees, kids in school, they can pray, uh, they can gather for communal prayer. Uh, they, they, there's a lot of freedom that the students can do. There's a lot of things that teachers can do together amongst themselves. Yeah. And so, uh, but there, there's, there's so, lack of, so much of a lack of knowledge about what their rights are. And, and so that's one of the things that we've got to try to do is educate everybody to make sure that they know exactly what their rights are as spelled out by the Constitution. Because there's plenty of other people that are going to try to provide misinformation to try to tell them that they can't do certain things. Yeah. You know, the censor posse is going to show up. Uh, but those days of censorship are over. Now we're in the regime of accommodation where religious expression gets accommodated and it's supposed to be accommodated, not censored. A story that I like to tell, my wife taught kindergarten for many years. We homeschooled then after that. But while she was teaching kindergarten in a public school, it's, it's the beginning of the school year and it's snack time. And they're all, all the little kids are at their little tables and they all break out their little snacks. And at one of the tables, a little boy says, is anybody going to pray for this? And he looks around and then he says, okay, let's all hold hands. And he grabs hands with all the other kids and says a prayer over the snack. My wife, because she's married to me, knows perfectly legal, right? That's right. That's right. They're just kids. And the kids can communicate with each other. And, 
and they're not the government. So the Establishment Clause, uh, uh, whatever it stands for, it certainly doesn't stand for the fact that private citizens uh, should be restricted. And those are just kids. And so the kids can communicate amongst themselves and they can pray all they want. First Liberty had a case years ago with a little girl that was told the opposite. I mean, she wanted to pray over her lunch and was told to stop. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's really unfortunate. What's really unfortunate are seeing all these school district lawyer groups, uh, you know, on their little message boards and uh, in their blogs complaining about the Coach Kennedy case. And I'm like, well, I always thought that your mission was simply to tell the school administrators what the law is, and you would be indifferent as to what the law is. You're just simply going to convey, make sure your, your, your employees are following the law. But what we're finding out by their, the school district's lawyers' negative reactions across the country is that a lot of school district's lawyers got into that field because they're liberals, and they liked enforcing the censorship. They enjoyed it, and they used that to advance their own ideological preference. And now that the, the Kennedy case has come along, they, they've gone from, oh, we're just telling people what the law is, to now they're kind of trying to advocate, well, how can we get around Kennedy? How can we get around that decision? So wow. they're trying to craft policies to try to get around it because they're betraying their ideological preference their liberal ideological preference. So uh, what's going to happen in the next phase of cases are there's going to be probably lots of different cases about, you know, some of the some, some of the workarounds that the school districts will try to implement. Huh. And so we have to maintain vigilance. We're going to have to continuously fight and people are going to continuously have to stand up for their rights because what's being revealed is that, I mean, just a good example, the Bremerton School District, they're not against prayer. That's superintendent didn't care if coach kennedy was praying he didn't want to get in trouble the lawyers cared yeah under the umbrella of they're just trying to enforce the law but now that the law has changed we'll see if they want to you know, if they if they you know for the for that particular school district, but i'm just talking about in general yeah. many lawyers across the country are trying to find workarounds because it's interfering with their ideological preference. It's real funny how people are like, oh, this law says what we gotta do, because it matches their ideological preference. And, and I'm hearing from, I was on our social media for First Liberty this morning, and, and a regular complaint is, oh, well, you're just a Christian organization and you're only interested in protecting Christian speech and you're taking away rights from other people, right? What do you answer to that? Well, I was just uh, communicating with a, a Muslim parent in a school district that was that uh, was not treating her kids and the other Muslim kids appropriately, huh. and so we're in the process of looking at that. I mean, we've represented Muslim, Christian, uh, we've represented uh, Jewish, uh, Native American sweat lodge, represented the Falun Gong. I mean, we've represented everybody of every faith, and and look, religious liberty principles rise and fall together for everybody. And so Coach Kennedy's win was a win for everybody of all faiths. And that what you just said is such an important thing that I think uh, our supporters who are savvy about this understand that, what you just said, that, yeah, it does protect the rights of people of different faiths. But guess what? If you are Christian, it also is protecting you as we protect the right for everyone. Because the, the First Amendment isn't written as a Christian First Amendment. It's written as a freedom, free exercise of religion expression in that First Amendment. That covers everybody. Well, certainly it does. And, and matter of fact, uh, Justice Story 
uh, on the Supreme Court, one of the, the early uh, Supreme Court justices. So basically think of the, you have the American Revolution generation, think of the generation right after that. Yeah. Sitting on the Supreme Court in the early 19th century, wrote an entire commentaries on the United States Constitution, what each provision meant. And when he got to the First Amendment talking about the religion clauses, he said, look, I mean, obviously we're a Christian nation. That's what he was you know, commenting about the country at the time. We're a Christian nation, but we have the free exercise clause to allow for the religious freedom of all the other religions as well. And he begins to name many of them. Uh, Mahatmanism, which was what they what he was referring to was Islam, yeah. uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, Judaism. Uh, all of those religions are protected by the free exercise clause. Uh, you know, it's just now in the modern time uh, we're beginning to find out that, oh, also, uh, it's really great for Christians to be protected by the free exercise clause, too, because in the sort of milieu of the culture of the day, all people of faiths are now kind of on the outside looking in. And uh, we're facing the headwinds of a culture that has essentially rejected religion as such. And as a result of that, we're all kind of huddled together under the free exercise clause fighting for our rights. We're going to talk about our, our campaign here in a moment uh, to take a knee with Coach Kennedy. We're talking figuratively, wherever you are, you don't have to go on the field in Bremerton. In fact, we don't want you to do that. We want you to take a knee where you are, wherever you happen to be. But along with that, uh, people are wondering, okay, so we now have the Kennedy decision. What is okay on a Friday night at a football stadium? What's okay now that wasn't okay before? Well, what's okay now is that uh, if uh, a coach uh, wants to take a knee and pray for themselves, whether it's when a player gets hurt, uh, whether it's because there's a particular tragedy or because the coach just wants to do that as part of their, their religious expression, there's certainly free to do that uh, on the field. I mean, teachers are free to be able to pray uh, while at school, even if someone can see them and knows what they're doing. So, if, for example, a teacher at lunch saying grace over a meal. Exactly. Don't exactly. worry about it. You're covered. It's, that's exactly right. And then, and you know, and also there there are lots of different religions that have various clothing elements that they're required to 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 wear according to their faith. Well, all of those things are going to be uh, uh, on the table for all the teachers and the government employees and the coaches. So whether it's a cross necklace, whether it's something, you know, some sort of head covering, whatever it may be, all of that's going to be covered by the Kennedy case as well. As this was being fought out, the school offered multiple ways that Joe Kennedy could still pray if he would go up in the press box, if he would go up the hill, up these long steps, up to a janitor's closet, basically up on the hill. They, they, they said, you can pray, but you have to hide it. What, what this decision says is, you don't have to hide. You're not going to break anything because you're praying where people can see you. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, all the accommodations they'd previously they they'd previously offered were, you know, go yeah, go away, go into the press box, or go to the uh, the locker room to go hide. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do that anymore. You can pray where you are. If you have a legal right to be where you are located, then you can take a knee and pray for 15 seconds by yourself. All right. Uh, we're encouraging people to take a knee in support of Joe Kennedy on September 1st. We're calling it the First Freedom Challenge. You'll hear us talk about taking a knee with Coach Kennedy. Tell us about that. What are we asking people to do and how can they learn more? 
Well, I think what we're asking people to do is to actually, at whatever games you're at across the country, uh, to take a knee at that location uh, and pray, if you feel led to, in the same manner, and take advantage of the rights and freedoms that Coach Kennedy uh, fought for all of us to be able to have. We, you know, Coach Kennedy was the first one to hit the beach, but we have millions of Americans now who have that right to be able to take a knee and, and pray uh, after a football game. And, and we think everybody should, who feels led to, take advantage of that opportunity and do that. Not join coach on the field in Bremerton. I'm talking about people who may be, whether they're in Florida, Maine, wherever Texas, wherever you are. Yeah. I, the, we get criticized because people write and they try to quote scripture at us, which I always find humorous. But they say, well, you know, Jesus said you should pray in your closet, you know, so you shouldn't be out there. And, and I always like to point out where well, there's also that scripture about if you're going to light a candle, you don't put it under a bushel basket. You put it on a candle stand to where it can light the whole house. You don't do it pridefully, but you don't hide it either. You're out there where people can see. And an important part of this campaign for taking knee with Coach Kennedy is we're asking people to take a photo, take a video. And we're not asking you to blow trumpets and announce that you're praying. It's not that. It's just we want to show people. We want to show the nation that we are a nation that believes in God and that takes a knee in prayer because that's who we are and it's what we do. I've never understood the atheist argument of I don't believe in the I don't believe in God or Jesus, but let me also, quote scripture. But also you're you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like I've never I've never quite understood uh, yeah. you know what that's all about. Uh, they're, they're suddenly fans if it if it works to their agenda. But you know I think what we're what we're saying is is that every look we're a nation that's filled with a lot of people of faith. Uh, whether it, it, we have a lot of varieties of faiths, but we have millions of people who uh, will feel led to take a knee and pray with coach or to pray for themselves and uh, themselves in their whatever for whatever purposes and they have a right to do that and we can't be shy about that we have to exercise our rights the rights mean nothing Supreme Court cases mean nothing They're, they they don't mean anything if people are not actually exercising their rights then it's just on dusty paper that nobody reads. But it, it, where real freedom comes from is everybody acting and taking advantage of the rights and freedoms that they have and exercising those freedoms to their fullest. If you don't exercise, you don't get the muscle. Well, that, that's what they say. Yeah. The, um if you want to learn more about this, if you're watching this and thinking, okay, where do I find out the details? Go to, it's a website we have called Restoring Faith in America. So the, the website is rfia.org. So it's rfia.org. And uh, on there, you can find out the details about when and what to do and uh, hashtags they can use if you do take a photo just to share with people, hey, this is America. And we believe that prayer is something healthy and good, and it's okay to share that with other people and let them know that you're a person of faith. Not boastfully, not pridefully, but just to say, this is who I am. This is part of, of my life as a person. Hiram, anything else you'd like to share before I let you go? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that Bremerton wins the game. <laughs> They'll be playing Mount Douglas. Uh, which is a Canadian team. so uh, And they're, they're running a wing T offense, which is going to be quite fascinating. <laughs> you know, I, I actually asked Coach, I was like, you know, have you, you know, this was a little while back. I was like, do you have the playbook, you know, 
completely memorized and he was like it's the wing t you know <laughs> this is old school football yeah he's wow. got it he's got it down that'll be fun well i'm looking forward to being there with you and again next friday september 1st we'll be doing a special live uh from bremerton washington during the daytime uh we, have, we don't have a time locked in yet but just keep an eye out for it it'll be on both firstlibertylive.com as well as our youtube channel for first liberty live it'll be me and hiram and coach joe kennedy just talking about how he's doing on that day as he gets ready for the big game on Friday night. Hiram, thank you so much for chatting with us. I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for having me. All right. And if you'd like to learn more again about the First Freedom Challenge, go to rfia.org. And next Friday, remember that special live episode. Uh, just keep it in mind. It won't, we won't be on Thursday. We will be on Friday. And you can keep an eye on firstlibertylive.com for that. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.